God has gone up with a shout, the Lord with the sound of a trumpet. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Dear brothers and sisters, for 40 days we have been celebrating with joyful hearts the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, his bursting from the tomb and his defeat of power of sin and death. He appeared to his disciples many times and told them about the kingdom of God. Today we recall how he left this earth and returned to his Father, ascending into heaven to take his throne over all dominions and powers, trusting in his reign over all creation, and submitting to his kingly yet loving rule. Let us hear the story of his parting. A reading from the Acts of Apostles, chapter 1, verses 4 to 12. While staying with them, he ordered them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait there for the promise of the Father. This, he said, is what you have heard from me. For John baptised with water, but you will be baptised with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom to Israel? He replied, it is not for you to know the times or periods that the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. When he had said this, as they were watching, he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going and they were gazing up towards heaven, Suddenly, two men in white robes stood by them. They said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up towards heaven? This Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey away. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Just before we spend a moment or so reflecting on the ascension and what it may hold for our present understanding, the sharply observant may have noticed that I continued the usual reading in Acts for this day by adding verse 12, which says, Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath's day journey away. As well as giving the location where the ascension happened, it speaks to today's situation. A Sabbath's day journey did not mean something you could accomplish in a single day, but it was a specific distance that you were allowed to travel on the Sabbath. The Dead Sea Scrolls restrict that distance to 1,000 cubits, or if you were pasturing animals, then you could go as far as 2,000. Despite the parallels with our modern-day restrictions, such as those operating in France and Spain and elsewhere in the world, this uh, idea of a Sabbath day journey reminds us that first-century Palestine is not our world. The ancients' understanding of what lay beyond the dome of the sky was rather limited. 
From their perspective, it was certainly where heaven was, and in addition, a cloud was frequently met in the Old Testament, we think of Exodus or Daniel, as a sign of God's presence. Now, with much respect to my friends in Walsingham, who have a chapel of the Ascension, where there are feet poking down from a ceiling, I do not really find this imagery particularly helpful. Even Luke, writing in Acts, does not particularly dwell on it. He is more concerned, it seems to me, with what is being said. The question uppermost in the disciples' minds is, what next? Having seen and now fully understood that Jesus is raised from the dead, they want to know if he would now go on to fulfil the expected purpose of the Messiah, to restore the kingdom to Israel. The answer Jesus gives them is, well, it is not for you to know when this might take place, and your job, rather than asking these questions, is to be my witnesses in the world. In fact, as he says, to all the ends of the earth. And when he had said this, as they were watching, he was lifted up, and a cloud took him out of their sight. The disciples witnessed this change from Jesus' physical presence with them to his spiritual one. And they certainly felt that. Luke and doubtless others tried to explain this transformation in terms of things they knew, using language that their hearers and readers would understand. And I'm quite comfortable with that. It is a, a very human thing to do. I was looking recently at an old Japanese print that was seeking to explain the existence of air. The print contained a picture of fish in a bowl. The artists and scientists of those times had no concept of the composition of air, or indeed not even sure that it was a substance. That all came very much later. But what they did understand was that fish inhabited a medium, and they were able, therefore, to describe our place in an invisible emptiness as being something like this, something that they could see, something that they could touch. We had to be, in their minds, like fish in water. The transformation that happened there on Mount Olivet is really quite beyond our understanding, and I'm quite happy that it is so. Paul, writing in 1 Timothy, we find it in chapter 3, I think captures the untouchable, ethereal nature of Jesus very well. He was revealed in flesh, vindicated in spirit, seen by angels, proclaimed among the Gentiles, believed in throughout the world, and taken up in glory. Amen. Jesus says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. If you love me, rejoice, because I am going to the Father. Alleluia. The peace of the Lord be always with you. God the Father, who has given to his Son the name above every name, strengthen you to proclaim Christ Jesus as Lord. God the Son, who is our great High Priest, passed into the heavens, plead for you at the right hand of the Father. God the Holy Spirit, who pours out his abundant gifts upon the Church, make you faithful servants of Christ our King. And the blessing of God Almighty, 
the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. And so as we wait expectantly for the promised Holy Spirit, let us go in the peace of Christ. Amen.